You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about randy newman sail away in the room i have rob hey ben yeah and john hello sail away is the third album by randy newman released on may 1972 on reprise records the producer was lenny warnker and russ tillman and the genre is a singer songwriter uh, and pop and from all music review mark deming on his third studio album Randy Newman found a middle ground between the heavily orchestrated pop of his debut and the more stripped-down, rock-oriented approach of 12 songs, and managed to bring new strength to both sides of his musical personality in the process. The title track, which Newman has described as a sort of commercial jingle written for slave trades, (laughs) looking to recruit native Africans, an old man in which an elderly man is rejected with feigned compassion by his son, were set to Newman's most evocative arrangements to date and rank with his most intelligent and effective use of a large ensemble by anyone in pop music. On the other end of the scale, Last Night I Had a Dream and You Can Leave Your Hat On are lean, potent, mid-tempo rock tunes, the former featuring some slashing and ominous slide guitar from Ry Cooter, and the later a witty and willful perverse bit of erotic absurdity that later became a hit for Joe Cocker. Elsewhere, Newman cynically ponders the perils of a stardom he would never achieve, offers a broad and amusing bit of political satire, and concludes with one of the most bitter rants against religion that anyone committed to vinyl (laughs) prior to the punk era. Whether he's writing for three pieces or 30, Newman makes superb use of the sounds available to him, and his vocals are the model of making the most of a limited instrument. Overall, Sailway is one of Newman's finest work, musically adventurous and displaying a lyrical uh, subtlety that would begin to fade with his subsequent works. All right, what do we think of Sailway by Randy Newman? How many people hadn't heard this before? I hadn't heard it. I had not heard it. Yes! <laughs> awesome. That's so good. All right, what did you think of it? I, I liked it. <laughs> Yeah. A lot. What'd you, what'd you, what did you think when you first heard the first song, Sail Away? I thought it was beautiful. Uh-huh. It's so pretty. Yeah. 
I was humming it. Yeah. And then I read the lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I. This is my first time listening to Sail Away, but I like I've got good old boys. I I, I know that that's kind of Randy Newman's trick. Yeah. You know, I wasn't surprised. I was surprised that Bobby Darren liked the song so much they recorded a version entirely missing the point, singing it sincerely as opposed to satirically. I find that so odd. Isn't that weird? It's very weird. Also, you're singing the words so you know what they are. Right. But Bobby Darren, though, is kind of... It's kind of just a good times guy. He might just be like, nope, just gonna wash it right over. Well, he knew enough to change the word wog. Yeah... And yeah. if you need to do that, then you should maybe look further into the lyrics as well. It's, yeah, that yeah. one blew me away. Also, <laughs> I mean, when someone was reviewing the album, they were like, "I ho- during a political science, they're like, I hope he's just kidding. Oh, my goodness. I'm talking about nuclear holocaust of the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and I mean, literally, he's literally talking about nuclear holocaust of the entire world in uh, when, what's political when, science. Uh, yeah, political science. When, but when you look at the album as a whole, like some of his songs are—they're not pure satire. Like "Sail Away" is not pure satire. It's done in a you know, like a positive, not exactly jingly way, but like it's—it's it's as if it's a come on to someone who's going to be sold into slavery, but it's not. It's not done as if, oh, this is a joke. It's but, not a joke, but it is satire. Right. But political yeah. science, like, I grew up listening to Tom Lehrer because my dad fucking loves that shit and, like, uh, the Capitol Steps, all these, like, different political satirists. Um, and so political science, to me, sounded the most like a straight-up satirical joke because, song. Because it is, because it's presented as a, like, ragtime ditty. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sail Away is presented as an orchestrated, ballad. like, exactly. ballad. Yeah. It's yeah. a serious, like, you'd hear Frank Sinatra or Tony Bennett singing yeah. this, this beautiful melody. Or maybe right. Bobby Darren. Or, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you only heard Political Science, though, I think you would get a misapprehension about the album. Like, not yeah. that anybody ever only hears Political Science, but I feel like of the songs on this album, if you only heard that, you would think, oh, this is just, like, Randy Newman's a goofy guy. Well, and yeah. he, he walks that line, for better or for worse, for his whole career. Like, mm-hmm. the first Randy Newman song I knew was the theme to Toy Story, you know? like And, and he's got the goofy voice, yeah, I'm Randy Newman, you know? Yeah. It took me a while to, like, to dig deeper to see how much there is below the goofy voice and the friendly hooks. Yeah. You know? I do also, like, so Bobby Darren recorded a, a sincere version of Sail Away. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but then also, you know, like, he gives us all his love. The <laughs> If you take the lyrics at face value, they don't come across as satire. You only know they're satire because you know that Randy Newman is a well-documented atheist. But that hasn't stopped, like, Wanda Jackson and Roy Ayers from covering the song <laughs> fully sincerely as born-again Christians. Right. That's the that's the, the blessing and the curse of Randy Newman. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you just take it on the lyrical content, you can adjust the meaning. You yeah. know, yeah. that's that's the fucked up thing. Like, you have to be like, oh, this is Randy Newman singing this song. And what does that mean? Which is a little bit you have to dig a little. Yeah. It's probably had, that political science. Is he joking? Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had read, too. He he wrote Lonely at the Top and he thought Barbara Streisand and uh, uh, Sinatra. Sinatra would want to cover it. Uh, Streisand was like, well, people want me to sing what I actually mean. Uh 
th- th- my fans want to hear like what I actually believe or something like that. And Randy is like, oh, I'm screwed. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to make any money doing that. All my shit is veiled. Yeah. <laughs> That's my stick. <laughs> You have no friend in me. So, so what's the what's the dark underbelly of Simon and the Amazing Dancing Bear? Though is my question. I think that one is just a straight up good time. I think that's yeah. a ragtime ditty. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think I mean, he I th- throws us in the to oh, get you off the sure. scent. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that's part of it. Is Randy Newman's like, okay, so I write these songs, but I'm gonna rhyme these two fucking things that I like about bears and and uh, you know uh, being able to make my li- livelihood off of this bear. And he's like, I, I don't need to write straight up songs anymore. I'm going to write whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. And, and he can do it right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not always a veiled meaning. You <laughs> a know lot what? of it is. <laughs> I got I got real into Randy Newman. Like, it's probably like eight years ago, six, eight years ago or something like that. And what I realized, too, why I like him so much is he doesn't linger his no. songs are like two and a half minutes. He packs them in. He's like, here's the story, and I'm not going to, I don't need to repeat a bunch of, you know, like, I could stretch this out to five, six minutes, whatever. I'm just going to tell you exactly what needs to go into this song, and I'll just write another song. Like, he doesn't dwell on these, uh, I feel like so many songwriters dwell on these, like, having, like, must have three choruses, or must have, you know, an extended period at the end, or more playing of piano at the, uh, soloing, or anything like that. He's just like, no, I'm just gonna write these songs. It's cut and dry. It's like Tin Pan Alley, like we were talking about the Tin Pan Alley, it's like you get paid to write the song, you don't get paid to goof off and do a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, right. it's not Dickensian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paid by the note. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before this week, not only did I not know "You Can Leave Your Hat On" was a Randy Newman song, yes. I actually also <laughs> didn't know that it was a Joe Cocker song. I only knew that song as the song that's playing in the part of my old teenage VHS tape of nine and a half weeks that was worn out. That is exactly that's, where it comes from. Well, the Joe Cocker. That's version. Joe Cocker. Yeah, 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 but I didn't. You know when you I wore that when I wore yeah. that part out of that VHS tape <laughs> from from repeated you rewinds and pauses, yeah. I, I did like I didn't give a shit who Joe Cocker was. I just wanted to see Kim Basinger's boobs. You know? <laughs> but like when when like so yeah like last week when I was listening to this, you can leave your hat on. Came on, I hadn't thought of that song in probably twenty three years. But that song was like so deeply ingrained. Even though I was never paying attention to the song, yeah, I just watched that scene so many times. I, I had a copy of that VHS tape. I hid like up under like the seating <laughs> panel of my room, <laughs> and I awesome. and I never watched the whole thing. I only watched that part. Nice. <laughs> Baby, take off your shoes. Yeah, I take your shoes. Take off your dress Yes, yes, yes You can leave your hat on You can leave your hat on You can leave your hat on But actually, like, I, I like Randy Newman's version of that. I like, I'm a Joe Cocker fan, but I like Randy Newman's version of that song 
And I like how ridiculous the lyrics of that song are. Oh, it's so like, good. Raise your hands in the air. Okay, now shake them. <laughs> <laughs> take off your shoes. Here, I'll take your shoes. <laughs> yep. I, I, I really, really like it. It's charming. Love it. <laughs> oh, so much. I almost got a fight with uh, Crystal. We were at a bar one late night, and she was like, I, I don't know how it came up. I think it was on the radio or something. And it was the Joe Cocker version. I was like, oh, that was written by Randy Newman. And she's like, no, was it? No. <laughs> written by Randy Rourke. Randy Newman? Like the Toy Story guy? And I was like, that's yes. fucking Randy Newman. <laughs> it's like yelling. Uh, I love it, though. I love his uh, the politi- political science. I love Burn On. I learned some history this week. Oh, yeah? He'll teach you some history. You listen to Randy (laughs) Newman, he's going to teach you some things. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I I looked into that. I'm like, burn on Cuyahoga River. I'm like, okay. So I Googled that. I'm like, oh, shit. In 1969, the Cuyahoga River in Cleveland caught fire. And then I read further. (laughs) I read, oh, for the 13th time. (laughs) Get your shit together. Well, that was in part some of the formation of the Clean Water. Yeah, that that was was pre-Clean Water Act. Yeah. Yeah, from still, 18, from still, come on, man. So in a hundred year span, from 1868 to 1969, that river caught, that river made of water caught fire 13 times. That's yep. more than once a decade. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Might as well legislate it now. <laughs> Just drop the big one. Is that from Major League? Or not from uh, Major League, but is it featured in Major League? Yes, is that right? it is yeah. featured in Major League, and I did look up why use that. Um, and it's because they remembered, and they're like, I can't think of another song about Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Only this one about the river burning. City of Lights. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it kind of works perfectly for Major League. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, it's... That team is a dumpster fire. Flaming, <laughs> flaming <laughs> shit heap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, love political science. Uh, I, in my head, a lot of times I'll say, uh, we'll keep Australia. Yeah. <laughs> they got surfing. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to hurt a kangaroo. Yeah, don't want to hurt a kangaroo. <laughs> what, uh, ben, tell me a little bit about, or any of you, tell me a little bit about Memo to My Son. Uh, so Memo to My Son is... The song, we, we were talking about uh, uh, David Bowie wrote Kooks for his son. Uh, Randy Newman wrote Memo to My Son for his son. <laughs> like this, this, what have you done to the mirror? What have you done to the floor? Can't I go nowhere without you? Can't I leave you alone anymore? I know you don't think too much of me, but someday you'll understand. What do you learn to talk someday, baby? I'll show you how smart I am. <laughs> just, like, just, like, just talking shit at his son. <laughs> Also, also talking shit on, uh, to his dad with old, oh, yeah. old, old, man. old man. God, it's like don't, don't worry about it. Everybody dies. That's like it. These are there are some brutal ass songs on here, and they're all like when you hear the lyrics, you're like oh fuck. Yeah, old man is a crusher. God song is a crusher. Yeah, God song is definitely a crusher. Maybe you don't know how to walk, baby. Maybe you can't talk none either. Maybe you never will, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he just has like a a certain way of like presenting a song, writing a song, I think. I think writing is like just his his gift. I was going to ask you guys if his uh voice distracted from the album. Not like, anymore. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, you got past- I was able to I got past it. Okay. I got but past the know, Toy Story thing. But you know it's Randy mm-hmm. Newman. I mean, like, he only oh, has yeah. one voice. Like, 
It's like it is goofy. Yeah, his voice inherently in and well, of itself is goofy. He does. I mean, I love L.A. is a little different. You know, that's Randy Newman, and it's not this voice. He's pretty close, but it's but, more emphatic. Yeah, yeah. He loves it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh man, so slightly off topic, but not actually. I picked up a record at a flea market a few weeks ago. Nilsson sings Newman. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You, really, you, you, you found get, that at the one uh, yeah. on South Side? Yeah. yeah. It, you, you get all the Randy Newman lyrics and music, and then you get Nilsson's pretty voice. So how is that, to hear these songs in Nilsson's pretty voice? Great. Yeah. Does it change your emotional experience? It's, well, it's not specifically these songs. Well, I mean, I don't It's mean, a few like, of them. There's but, a few yeah, of them. I mean, them. there's going to be other Randy Newman songs that Let's, are, you know... Let's put it this way: uh, If I'm looking at all music, the one they recommend is the uh, 12, 12 songs. That's a good one. Yeah, which I'm kind of surprised that we're not doing in, in the in the book. Yeah, does that come before mm-hmm. Sailor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it does. Is that his first one? Uh, no, it's not. So there's a self-titled. Mm. Where's Where's old Randolph Newman from? Uh, he was born in L.A., but then they moved to New Orleans. He does love L.A. He does. The reason I ask is there's there's only two songs on here where there's a point of reference, and both of them are, are Ohio. Yeah, mm. yeah. He dealt. He loved talking about uh, the South and mid Midwest. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, if you're gonna sing depressing shit. Sing about the Rust Belt. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Uh, this does feel like New Orleans a little. bit. But no, it does have that feel. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he didn't. I mean, they moved. I think it was a week after he was born. Oh yeah. Oh wow. So New Orleans is that's yeah. Does, the swamp does New Orleans claim him? Uh, I would say so. New Orleans. Not New Orleans. Now, 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 now lines. Now and layers. Now and layers. I was gonna ask if anybody had any theories about what uh, was it Ohio nineteen? Oh, nineteen oh three. Three. No fucking idea. I have. A, I have a theory. Is it? Is it? Uh, what, just False hanging, nostalgia? Hanging out with nothing to do in Dayton, Ohio in 1903? Yeah, I have a theory that I think is correct, but I'm not sure. I'll, I'll tell, so you, tell you guys. And is it a horrible okay. lynching? No, it's not. Anne thought it might be a, uh, there was a serial killer around is it a Dayton, mass shooting? Dayton, Ohio. Because, no, it is not. It is because not. that's topical and it's sad. Uh not when this comes out. So when not when this comes out. Something else terrible well, will have happened. Yeah, yeah. Janelle, well, Janelle, Janelle Monet will have then. saved us by then. <laughs> okay. Hopefully. Uh, Shit, guys. So Dayton, Ohio, 1903 is when the Wright brothers first, like, took off. Okay. With their, like... From Kitty Hawk? Air, no, no, they were, they were from Ohio before they went down right, to Kitty Right, but Hawk. they took off from Kitty Hawk. Yes. Well, they were doing their, you know... Bicycle shop. Yeah. Doing their bicycle, like... I do like bicycles. Trying to, trying to take off and... That was in Dayton? Yeah. So what does They're the song have to do with... So I think that it has to do with a a time before sort of like technology had advanced enough beyond sitting on your porch and drinking lemonade into this sort of, you know, technology. Basically, uh, it's a turning point. I want to sit on a porch and drink lemonade. Yeah. Mm. I don't, with, wa- I don't with, want any of this. I want lemonade on a porch. Yeah. No racism. <laughs> Just the lemonade. Just the lemonade lemonade. part, yeah. Yeah. You can keep your racism. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the red line. Keep your hat on. But I want lemonade on. And I'll hold your shoes. And I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take your shoes. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds nice.
sing a song of long ago when things were green and moving slow and people stop to say hello or they say hi you would you like to come over for tea The misses in me It's a real nice way to spend a day in Dayton Ohio on a lazy Sunday afternoon in 1903 Let's sing a song of long ago when things could grow and days flowed quietly. Brian Wilson uh, credited this uh, album and its title track with keeping him from sliding further into mental illness and uh, depression. I read that too. I he thought said that it was really profoundly cool. affected him. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was amazing. That makes so much sense too. Like, sail yeah. away. Yeah. 100%. Hmm. Although, I mean, sometimes I listen to that song and I'm like depressed. Sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, it's such a beautiful song. And then, but the subject matter, oh, just rough. It is rough. It is rough, but, you know, it's not something that you should just sweep under the rug and forget about. I'm glad yeah. that he, I'm glad that he's using this ear candy melody to kind of, you know, remind people of something that happened. Well, yeah, and he had said, he was like, well, anybody can write a song that's just like race, you know, like slavery is bad. Yeah. Like he, he, he's like, watch me write a song about someone endearing someone into slavery. Yeah. Like. That's crazy. No one writes that song. <laughs> That's a, I think that is what... You sure you want to do this, Randy? Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that is what fascinates me so much with Randy Newman is like, I would never conceive to write the lyrics and songs that he writes. Spoonful of sugar. It helps yeah. the medicine go down, guys. And spoonful uh, of N-words in good old boys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to get good old boys. Yeah. So, that, that's two worry. scoops of <laughs> And they do not go down easy. No. no. Uh, and I also think the, the track is, uh, the sequencing is pretty good on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Starting cool. off with Sail Away and having a Leave Your Hat On near the end, Political Science in the middle. Mm, yeah. Lonely at the top, number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pacing is good. Yeah. What do you think about this, Rob? I enjoyed it. Um, I only got to listen to it a couple of times, but I'm going to continue listening to it and find some more hilariously ironic commentary. Where do you put that on the scale? Positive? Neutral? Oh. Um, yeah, I'm positive on, on okay. Randall. He's, okay. he's, a, he's a hell of a songwriter, that yeah. guy. I'm, I'm, I'm positive. And I have just been listening to... Mostly this album for for a few weeks now, and it I've given it time to kind of grow on my brain, and uh, I really like it. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it a positive. It's not the style of music I would say you would throw on and just like listen to or listen to in a group, really, uh, but all the songs have really good content, really good value, and they're all very interesting to listen to musically and contextually, but, you know, it's not... I don't know. Have we had any other albums that are kind of like, I don't know, very typey? Like this is a very particular type of lyricist, you know, like 
Mm. His shit is his shit. Hmm. And you kind of have to be like, okay, here's another Randy Newman song. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You know, it's also not fun. <laughs> yeah. It's who, a weird mix. Who was that dude that we, uh, Scott, Scott Walker? Oh, Scott, oh, yeah. Scott yeah, Walker. Yeah. yeah. I'd say uh, Jacques, uh, Jacques uh, Burrell. Jacques Burrell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jacques Burrell's stuff sh- is his A chanson. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, here's another fucking chanson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a different thing to say that, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because this is, I mean, these are songs. This is music, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's also kind of a storytelling. It's a storytelling. Yeah. I think it, fe- it fits into the sort of Elton John. Tom Waits' first album comes Tom out Waits. in 1972 with Closing Time. I mean, the difference between this and Elton John, though, is the lyrics. It's not only did Elton John not write his lyrics, Bernie Taupin wasn't writing... This kind of lyrics. This it's is true. Su- such a commentary. This is a yeah, so satirical, so commentary, and so um, like I was saying, it's like two minutes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's he They're can short. He's That's short. Sweet. It's the yeah. ragtime. It's, it's like the, editorial cartoons. Yeah, yeah. It's nope. like a new. It's like a. It's like an album full of New Yorker cartoons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> I don't like throwing them together because Elton John's more rock and roll than what Randy yeah. Newman's doing yeah. right here. I can see it's, that. It's, it's a completely like it, same instrument, different beast. You know, you wouldn't call BB uh, King uh, and Mark Bolin. Sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your stance, Birds? Uh, total positive. I got in this album a, a, a little while ago, and I. I I did like repeat listens. I just listened to this album for it's like one of those albums that you just find and you're like, I'm just gonna listen to this for every day for a couple months or something like that. And I got way into it because I think I was so fascinated from going from the sort of a later Randy Newman stuff, the Toy Story, or people kind of looked at him like a joke and uh one of my friends, I think it was in Bloomington, who was like, oh, Randy Newman is awesome. And let me just go and listen to his earlier albums, and you'll know why. The first person that told me that in Bloomington was uh, Adam Trilla. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's got such a wit and such a way of... Uh, he's such a character, too, of a sort of provocative, but at the same time campy and fun and... You know, it's just got all kind of everything wrapped up. It's such a pretty melody. Yeah, it's great. Uh, total positive, though, for me. Next time, we'll be talking about Deep Purple, Machine Head. Fight all the rails. All right, <laughs> thanks, y'all. Let's drop the big one now